Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Good to be back with all of our listeners again today. And today's Bible class is a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word. And that's key to keeping us focused on our relationship with God. And it's also key to staying strong in our faith, because as we keep emphasizing, God's Word tells us that Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Verse 17. Now, we encourage you, please share these studies with, everything, with everybody you know. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, undoubtedly. Probably some within your own family. Help them by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around, and you may help them ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also it will be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We have begun a new line of thought and study, and we're really kind of asking the question, is following your heart a safe guide? Is that a safe way to guide your life, to direct your life? You know, that's a statement that a whole lot of people will make to other people, giving them advice when those other people are facing some life decision. Maybe it's to leave a job and take another job, or maybe it's a relationship matter, you know, get into a relationship with a certain individual, or maybe it's, you know, even a husband or a wife who's contemplating divorce. Well, follow your heart. What does your heart say? Just follow your heart. Uh, kind of a synonymous kind of of advice would be, well, just let your conscience be your guide. Or another one would be, and all of these would be essentially the same. You know, how do you feel? Well, well, you know, what does your what does your heart say? What does your conscience say? How do you feel? Well, is feeling okay? A whole lot of people have made decisions based upon how they felt at that moment, only to come to realize a little bit down the road, boy, did they make a big mistake by just following their feelings. Or their heart might have tugged at them to do something one way or another, and and they thought they were doing the right thing, and then later on they realized, I made a big mistake back there. Well, so what do we need to understand about following our heart or letting our conscience be our guide? Or how do you feel? Well, as we emphasized at the conclusion of the first part of this less of this study, our heart is a safe guide only if our heart is conditioned by the teachings of God's Word. I talked about an old popular song, a rock and roll song back in 1965 that was recorded by the animals. <laughs> You'd have to go way back. They're not one of the, the rock and roll groups of that era that really probably stand out, you know, in a paramount way in people's minds. Oh, yeah, remember the animals. They, they, weren't, they weren't anything as big as the Beatles or, you know, some of the others that you might think about and may still listen to their, their uh, songs recorded and you immediately think of who that group was. Well, but they did record a popular song back then, and it said, it's my life, and I'll do what I want. 
And another line in there went something like, it's my heart, I'll think what I want. Well, is your heart following your heart? How, how do you feel in your heart? What does your heart say? Is that a safe guidebook for you? I want to read to you from a short text in the book of Ezra, back in the Old Testament. What an incredible verse of Scripture. This is only one verse of Scripture, but it really directly addresses what we're talking about when we're talking about conditioning our heart. And we're not talking about that, that organ in our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system. We're talking about our conscience, basically, our mindset, our emotion, our emotional guide, so to, so to, so to speak. In Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, we read something very profound about Ezra. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Now, notice that four-part statement. First, Ezra had prepared his heart. He gave attention to how he wanted to condition his heart, how how he needed to condition his heart. He didn't just let things go along and and whatever happened, happened, and, you know, whichever whichever way the wind was blowing, that was the way his life was going to go. No, the text says that he had prepared his heart. Now, in our first section of this study, I talked about how letting our conscience be our guide, or just what does your heart say, that 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 can be very faulty. I want to emphasize it can be very faulty, a line of reasoning as to what decisions we should make in life. Because our conscience, while God has instilled conscience within us as an internal governor to sort of guide us away from making wrong decisions, we can condition our conscience, and, and we're talking about our heart. We're talking about the same thing, basically. We can condition it to not have any foreboding, any problems with doing wrong. Now, you might say, well, well, how do you condition your conscience or your heart to not feel bad about doing bad? You just keep doing bad. You keep violating your conscience to the point where your conscience has no more feeling or your heart has no more compunction against doing wrong things than it would for doing right things. So first, Ezra had prepared his heart. He gave attention to his inner mindset and values He worked on doing the right thing, on thinking the right thing. Now, how did he prepare his heart to do the right thing? He prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Why do you think the Apostle Paul instructed in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 to study or be diligent, to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Apostle Paul in that verse was saying, get in God's word, stay in God's word. 
guide your life by God's Word. Be a diligent student of God's Word. Why, Paul? So that I can stand approved before God, because I'm handling His Word correctly. Now, that's what Paul was trying to get across. Well, see, Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. He was in God's Word. He was studying God's Word. He was paying attention to God's Word. But it was not just a learning process for him, because the verse goes on and says, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. To do it. Now, that's a very basic way of saying to obey the law of the Lord, to obey what he understood God's law to be. Now, first he had to study it so that he could know how to live by it. When we say faith comes by hearing the word of God, inherent within that statement is that I study God's word, I come to understand it, I come to believe it, but also I put it into practice because I respect it. You see, faith is not just an intellectual agreement kind of proposition. It's not just something where we verbalize, make a statement, oh, I have faith in God. I have faith in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. God wants us to do more than just believe. James said in James chapter 2, the, de- the demons believe. The demons in hell believe, and they tremble. They believe so much, but they're still demons. They're still in hell. They're not faithful to God or Christ. A whole lot of people believe in God and believe in Jesus as God's Son and their Lord and Savior. They just don't follow them by their word. They don't live by their teachings but they have that intellectual faith wherein they say, I I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. They just don't live with God and with Jesus. And so Ezra, he prepared his heart. Now that was a focused process on his part. It was a discipline. He prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. He wanted to know how to live by God's teachings, how to live according to God's will. But it wasn't just a learning experience. Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it, to obey those teachings. Remember the Hebrews writer in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. He was speaking of Jesus, and he said, though he were a son, Yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation or the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, and that's Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, live by my teachings, John 14 and verse 15. And so Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, to learn it, and to do it, to obey it, to live by it, but then also, the rest of the verse, and to teach statutes and ordinances to Israel. 
He wanted to help other people learn the law of the Lord. He wanted to help other people know how to live faithfully and obediently before God by living faithfully and obediently to to God's teachings, to God's word. Only then, if we condition our heart in that way, to that degree, can we say, yeah, follow your heart. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your word to guide us in your will. Thank you for giving us your word to help us to see how we should condition our lives and how we can, with confidence, follow our heart because our heart is conditioned to follow you, Father. Help people to see this and learn this and apply it to their lives all over the world. Please, Father, forgive us of our sins and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.